Hey, Christian podcasters and creatives, it is time for the event of the year, the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Come connect with trailblazers, authors, publishers, Christian speakers, business leaders, and more this fall in Houston, Texas on September 28th to the 30th. Learn from industry experts and celebrate the most captive voices in Christian podcasting. The Spark Media Ignite event is more than a conference. It is a celebration of Christian community where passion meets kingdom innovation. Don't miss out. Come spark your soul message and ignite your voice at the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Get your tickets today at sparkmedia.ventures. Tyler Childs. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show today. We met way back at the NRB. And then we've got a mutual friend, Amber, who owns For The One Studio. And I was in the studio doing an interview for Set Life. And I saw that you were there and they had a copy of your book. And I'm like, could I have that? Like, I really want to read that book. And then I was like, this is amazing. So I'm excited to have this conversation because I think we have a lot of similar thoughts on on media and the way we approach that and our giftings and our calling. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Misty, for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Absolutely. So we we met at the NRB and I was so bummed because I had waited till the end of the show and I was trying to run around and visit as many people as I absolutely could because I was in meetings and, and interviews and speaking the whole time I was there. So it was kind of crazy, but I loved your branding. Like, so your branding was spot on and you had this book, Awaken O Dreamer. And I remember when I first started writing, like that was a verse that like God really pricked my heart with. And I was like, okay, I got to know more about this guy. And so let's just talk about your journey because you've had an, an exciting couple of years. So let's kind of talk about the journey that prompted this book and, and kind of where you're going now. Sure. Well, <clears throat> to preface that, I've been working in film and video for, for years now. And as everyone did when the pandemic hit, it shook our family to the core and really tried us. The Lord started testing us going, all right, we're, where do you stand? What rock are you standing on? And I had been working in ministry as well as working on Christian and secular content. And my wife had just made this comment, hey, I think we should go do a missions trip right now. And I kind of rolled my eyes and went, why would I take a family of five? Keep in mind, I have three kids. And at that time, they were four and under. And so my wife ended up winning that one, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't a hard battle. It, it was something that I prayed about it and the Lord made it very clear. The world wasn't doing anything else. Why not go take a six month sabbatical? I had been working my tail off and that six month trip turned into something that just radically changed our lives. We started noticing that um, while we were serving with this one ministry called YWAM in East Texas, we noticed that there was a huge need for entertainment training and not just like the entertainment training that you and I see maybe at NRB or some of these other Christian festivals, but there's some of us that work on secular content and we're desperately trying to pull our Christian brothers and sisters into this realm of excellence. 
And it, and it's funny because there's just this divide and I get really frustrated by that sometimes. And so I had here, I had worked on TV shows with national geographic and discovery channel and worked on feature films. And I'm calling at my Christian brothers and sisters going, come on, let's, let's get better. This is how we do it. And they're like, well, we have our own ways. I'm like, that's cool, but let's make those ways excellent. So that's kind of what started uh, two years ago. So we launched parable international, which is our nonprofit. And we come alongside ministries and we teach them and equip them how to pursue creative excellence. We run workshops, classes, we're we're working towards pioneering a film school. That's amazing. And, you know, that is something that we really need. My husband and I joked for a long time. I don't know if you remember Bible Man, but one of our kids watched Bible Man and it was so bad. It was like the lightsaber that they bought at Target and this terrible suit. And, you know, we we in our house coined a term and we called it crappy Christian. And we're like, why does Christian entertainment have to be so crappy? Like we can do better. We serve the God of the universe who is the creator of the universe. And he invites us to co-create with him. So why wouldn't we make the best content out there? So I know you, you feel that same way. And when I, when I read your book, that was one of the things that got me so excited because I was like, yes, he gets it. He gets it. And one one of the things that you talk about is inviting God into that creative process. And 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 how did people perceive that when, when you first uh, was like, hey, guys, let's pray and ask God. And what did that look like? Sure. So um, for those of folks that will go on to read the book, definitely take some time to read the, uh, the forward by my buddy who I used to work for because it's a really good perspective on that. It was I got brought into work at a Presbyterian church which I am not kind of from that background. And so when you ask uh, or start teaching about hearing the voice of God, I go, okay, well, this is, this is cool. This is unique. Let's, we'll talk about it. And uh, I remember that I walked into a creative brainstorming session and I said, okay. And they're just, they're sitting there wrecking their brains, banging the wall. Like, how do we get better? How we need more ideas? And I said, well, let's pray. And they went, why? And I was like, well, don't we pray anytime we do a fundraiser? Don't, you pray if you're let's say you're an athlete are you praying before the game asking the lord to help you win yet somehow with creativity there's this disconnect where it's like well why would god want to be involved in that and people say that to me like well why would he want to be involved in my creativity okay if my relationship with my daughter is is so minuscule compared to the lord's relationship with us and when she says daddy come paint with me The way my heart feels when my children say, come play with us, come get in the sandbox and explore, dream, adventure. I love their imagination. And the Lord is like that with our creativity. He's sitting there banging on the door going, let me in. I just want to be there. I'm the one that created it. Can't I give you way cooler ideas than the stuff that they're creating in Hollywood or Atlanta or wherever? I mean, he's got ideas that are just unheard of. And all we got to do is ask. And so starting to see that happen in these different churches and ministries, man, it is amazing to see what happens with a creative team when they invite the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit into their creativity. You see their sailboats just store. And I'm getting, I'm starting, now that we're about two years out, I'm starting to get responses because it'll take about a year for just the culture to start shifting in these organizations. And I'm starting to see it. I was just reflecting on this morning with two specific organizations that I was working with. And I was going through their current Facebook reels and their Instagram reels, looking at what they're doing. And I'm just like a proud dad. Not that I taught them how to edit any of that stuff, but just to see the inspiration of the Holy Spirit on their art is it's undeniable. 
That's really, really cool. I love that so much. You know, uh, you talk about hearing the voice of God and, you know, for a lot of people that is a foreign concept. They're like, does God, you know, in heaven go, Misty, I want to talk to you. You know, it's not like that. And, you know, I was working on a project where I was researching all the different ways that God speaks to you. And when I started Spark Media, I prayed in a moment of sort of desperation. I was working on another book. It wasn't working. My husband, in his great love for me, said, baby, you're just flattered that you have an agent that wants to work with you, and I don't think it's what you're supposed to do. And when he said that, I took it to heart, and I took it to the Lord in a puddle of tears in the bathtub. I was crying and was like, God, if that's not what you want me to do. And I prayed a very specific prayer. I said, God, where does my gifting and my calling line up in my season? And I heard podcast conference. I'm like, what? Podcast? conference. But then I was I was recounting this story to other people and they're like, wait, God talks to you like that? And I was like, he doesn't talk to you like that? That doesn't mean that he talks to me like that all the time. But I think when we're in this this place of just like, God, I don't know what to do. Like, I thought this is what you wanted me to do. And I'll do that if that's what, and it's hard, but I'll do that if that's what you want me to do. But if you got something else, and so whenever I speak and I teach people, I'm always asking them, y'all, God created you with specific purpose in mind. He gave you gifts and talents that are unique to you for specific work that he created you for from the beginning of the foundation of the universe. You are his masterpiece. And so I'd love for you to speak into that a little bit because I know that's your heart too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, something that I I do, I get people from all over the globe um, coming to me and saying, well, I, I don't, I don't hear the voice of the Lord like that. And, and to be honest, there are some people that have even different gifts. And so they, they may hear the Lord more in different ways because maybe they have a prophetic gifting. You know, it, it's not, that's between them and the Lord. Um, and something that I'll often tell people is it's like, it's, it's all about surrender. And you have to get to that point of surrender because if you're holding on to yourself so tightly, he's going, I don't even have room to speak into that. And I have some pe- friends that are going, well, when I sit down and I pray, I don't really feel like I hear anything. I'm going, well, what about like, do you feel like you see anything or just stuff stand out in the Bible? There are so many different ways that the Lord can minister, minister to us. And sometimes it's through family and friends and pastors and whatnot, but it's, it's only in those moments when you've reached a release, like you're, you're talking about sitting there going, Lord, in this desperation, what do you want me to do? And it's finally you realizing this control I've got to release it and I've got to give it back. And that's when it's almost like you hand the baton and you hand the microphone. He's like, thank you. (laughs) I've been waiting for you to Um, just let go. (laughs) I I mean, I mean like one of the best examples is I have a really good friend that has struggled with, with substance abuse for years and years and years. And he struggled with hearing the voice of God. And he called me and he's, he's doing amazing with sobriety and I'm so proud of him. And he called me and it was like a weekend of sobriety. He goes, the Lord's voice. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I like, he's speaking to me. And I said, well, what did he say? And he goes, well, to be honest, you want to know the Lord's sense of humor? And I said, sure. And he goes, the first thing I heard was coughing. And the second thing I heard was you've been filling my temple with stuff that has been not only harming you, but my spirit. Are you ready to start listening to me? <gasps> That's so amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So I think, I think something that I, I often teach on, and this is a subject that, you know, I'll get booked to speak on, it is the topic of surrender and submission to him. Because I think that's when you really will start noticing the Lord moving and working in our lives. And, and it's, it's something that is just, it's so profound. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, it's trusting in him with all your heart and not your understanding. And he will make your path straight. That's right. Not, that's my, that's a, my life verse. That is my yes. life verse because I've had so many things happen that I'm like, I don't even know, but I know the God of the universe who holds it all together. And so I can trust him and trust that if I trust him. And my friend and I were actually having a conversation about this verse because it's her life verse too. And she was like, but it's trust the Lord with all all your heart, all, yep. all is a hundred percent. And how many times do we say the verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart, but really we're only trusting, you know, a 50%, right? Because we feel like we've got to make this happen or we've got to control this situation and, or we just worry, we pick up the worry because we don't see how it's all going to work out. And, and that's just coming to the point of, you know what, God, I'm not going to worry. I don't know how this is all going to work out, but you do. And I trust, I trust you. I trust that you're faithful. I trust that your plan is good. And even when I don't see that you're working, I know that you're always working and you're always there. Yeah, absolutely. When it's fun, it's funny because we started praying about that as we started parable and the Lord kind of tested us on it with, with that first. Okay. Are you willing to trust me with everything? And I, we were like, yeah, sure. Everything. And that was the first step. You talk about hearing the voice of the Lord and trusting him with everything. We felt like the Lord told us to sell our house and buy a truck and an RV and give up everything that's comfortable. And again, I'm like, Lord, three children and a 36 foot RV with five of us. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) And now two years later, six countries, 20 States and four feature films and countless other film projects. Here we are. And somehow we wrote a book in the middle of all of that. Here we are. And it's amazing to see the favor just to brag on the Lord for it, man. He has just opened so many doors for us because we, we pushed off, we sold our house, which I mean, it's funny because if, if, if for people that don't know me, I loved having my house because I liked going into my garage. I liked woodworking and I also loved my garden and you can do a little bit of woodworking on the road because you can fix stuff, but you can't garden on the road. And that has been really hard for me not having like my vegetable garden because that was, that was something that was my, my relaxed time with the Lord. And so it, it's, uh, this is this this is us living that out. And so I do want to encourage people, what does that look like? Are you seeking the Lord? And what is he asking you to give up? It's like when, when the young man came to him and he said, sell everything. He said, I've done all this other stuff. What do I do? He sell everything. The man walked off. Like, what is he asking you to do? Yeah. And then I think then it's, uh, it's obedience. So what I have found mm-hmm. is the two sort of keys to overcoming in life are one faith and two obedience, because it doesn't always make sense. Like you're, you're, you're saying, God, you want me to pack up these three kids under four years old and my wife and travel around the country in, you know, uh, an RV basically. And he's like, yeah, I do. And you're like, but what about my garden? 
you know, but God's like, but I got all these other things that I have for you. And absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing is that people, it's like when he called me to start spark and it was like a podcast conference at that point, I could barely podcast. And I'm like, you want me? Like, I've never done a conference. Like that doesn't make sense, but it was so beautiful in that process. As I opened my prayer journal and every day I would meet with the Lord and just say, Lord, how are we going to do this? Like, I don't know who to call. I don't. And, and, and it's what you said, Tyler. He opened door after door after door after door. And it wasn't about me. It was about me submitting to him in the process. But I still pick it up and try to like control the destiny and, you know. Yep. So it's, I, I wrote a, a book called The Struggle is Real, but so is God. And I put a line in there and it says, surrender pray, repeat. And as I was writing it, my friend read that and she was like, you should say, repeat, 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 repeat. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. But, but I get it. It's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, but he just, he wants our heart. And I think that's really sort of the heart of this is really inviting him into the process, letting go of our way, submitting our will to him, saying your will, God, not my my will. And then when we hear his voice doing what he tells us to do, you know, I'm studying the Old Testament and it's like these stiff necked people, will you not listen to me? Will you just do what? I mean, if God has good plans for us, then why would we want to try? to control it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, tell me what things are you working on now and, and, and where do you see, you know, sort of the next step? I'd like to hear more about that. Sure. So uh, currently, uh, as we talked about following the Lord's leading, we sold our RV. We did two full years in it and felt like the Lord said it's time to come off the road and start establishing your ministry. So We were really looking at Texas until my six-year-old daughter approached us and said, hey, I've been praying and I felt like the Lord started sharing that we need to go to Hawaii. And I was like, of course he's telling you to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I want to go to Hawaii too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to be a missionary in Hawaii, right? She's, she's, yeah, she's watching too much Moana. (laughs) And so I, uh, you know, I kind of laughed it off and my, my, four-year-old son said something about him praying and talking about Hawaii. And over the course of a few weeks, it was pretty undeniable. All this stuff started happening to the point where I set out a fleece to the Lord and said, Lord, if we're really supposed to go to Hawaii, which I'm looking at Texas, going, I've got friends there, the studios there, obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for me to continue producing and building up our ministry, put a fleece out. And then the very next day, two things happen. I get a call from one of my close friends, who calls me and says, Hey, just so you know, we're moving to Hawaii. Have you ever thought about that? And I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. And the second I'm, we were in Mexico at the time serving and a guy walks up to me and we start talking and, uh, he happened to be in town from Hawaii for the week and legitimately was a part of this organization called youth with a mission. And he runs a studio there on our campus. And over a period of our conversation, he just said, I think what you're trying to do is amazing. I just want to open, uh, openly invite you to plant your ministry on our campus because we already have this spiritual covering and we've been running and there's wind here and we would love to get behind what you're doing. It doesn't have to be a division of YWAM. It just keep doing what you're doing, but we would love to get behind that. And so it was a, it was pretty crazy confirmation over a period of a few weeks. And so since then, that was March, I've gone back and forth a few times. I've been meeting with leaders and I'm headed to Thailand here 
shortly to meet with all of their campus leaders from around the world. And we're going to be planting our film school in Hawaii. We thought it was going to be sooner, like this fall, and really felt like the Lord told us that we needed to be sent rather than just go. And so here we are from Colorado. So we're currently in Denver. And it's it's funny because here I'll get booked to speak at conferences all over the world. I'll be working with Ukrainians on the border of Czech and Poland. And I'll be, you know, working in Mexico or going to Thailand or Brazil. And I come home and everyone here is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and and that, that's a bad thing. But it's funny because it's like I was reminded the New Testament where Jesus talks about even a prophet being rejected in his hometown. Not that that's what I'm comparing myself to, but that's how it felt, feels sometimes where I'll go do these really cool things and I'll come back and it's like nothing's changed. Middle Earth has go, got all this crazy <laughs> stuff going on in Hobbiton. The Shire is unchanged. And so I felt like the Lord told us we needed to sow into our own community because we are trying to raise more support to be able to go to Hawaii because obviously Hawaii is more expensive. And so we're working with churches and we're working on ramping up our fundraising and really trying to get this book out more. And so I'm working on a curriculum that'll come alongside it so that churches can be able to buy the course and have a Bible study with the book. And then even in the meantime, I'm teaching, uh, doing some middle school classes at a local private school, teaching storytelling and even a physics class, which is, which is fun. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. So the the fires in Maui is that is has that impacted this at all, or are you going to another part of Hawaii? So we'll be in on the Big Island. There were some smaller fires there. We do have a lot of friends. I was actually just texting with a buddy this morning who's got family in Maui and asking, "Hey, what's going on? What 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 do you guys need?" and He's got boots on the ground right now there, and he said it's been pretty amazing to see the community, especially the the YWAM campus that we're planning on moving to has been loading up their ships and sending them across the, the channel between the islands and just really blessing them. And so it sounds like they're they're doing some really good work, but the fires haven't really affected the area that we're moving yeah, you know, that's the one of the things about a disaster that you really see the best in people that that come together and, and come out. And well, I, that's exciting. I love all of the things that you're doing. And I love this book, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I think the work that you're doing is incredible. And so I wanted to to share that. So I want to go back to a little bit of our conversation. We, we talked about hearing the voice of God. We talked about being obedient and um, and then doing what God has has called us to do. Are there any other themes that you touch on in the book that you would kind of like to share to give people just a little more sneak peek into what this book is about? Well, I do want people to know that this book is not for creatives. It's for everyone. And you were born to be creative. And regardless of your occupation, I had a mechanic read this book and message me and say, I am, I can't look at my work the same way because I've learned how to invite the Lord into it. And I'm finding fresh ways to come at different problems uh, and find solutions. And so that's something that I think um, I really want people to know is I wrote this book and there were a few people in mind as we were, as I was writing this book with the Lord. I mean, there was a, a specific accountant. I remember that was in my head as I'm writing going, this is for you. I hope, I hope you know that at some point, Someone told you to stop dreaming and there was a divide. People divided us up and said, well, these are the right brain people and these are the left brain people. And it's like, yes, but every single one of us played on that playground and dreamed and had imaginations. Every single one of us, there was no exception. And so 
to know that inherently you were born with that. And you may have been convinced, well, you're logistics minded. Yeah, so am I. That's what I do on movie sets. I'm a producer. But I also can sit down and I can, I can, I love reading fantasy and writing stuff. And I love getting creative. And, and so just helping people understand that, that they were born to be created. You were created to create. And God has called you to invite him into that. And he's just waiting for people to experience fullness in their callings. And so regardless of the walk that people think they're in or their calling or their giftings, this book is written for the anybody that is ready to experience fresh newness and fresh solutions in all aspects of life. That's amazing. You know what, as, as you were talking, I just feel the Lord prompting me to ask you, would you just pray for the people who are going to listen to this podcast? Because God knows who, where this show goes and all the people that are going to listen and, and what they need. And would you just pray for that fresh wind for them? Because I think you're right. I think a lot of people are afraid to dream or they have a dream and they're afraid to act on it or, or life has just been really hard and they've been through a lot of really difficult things and they don't feel like that dream with the Lord is an attainable thing anymore. So I think that that would be an amazing way for us to close this out. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Well, Father, I thank you so much for who you've called all of us to be. I thank you for the giftings and callings you've placed in every heart. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us fresh vision and creative direction and wisdom and correction. Father, I thank you for that. So, Father, regardless of who's listening to this right now, if you're sitting in your chair, driving in your car, wherever they're at right now, Father, I ask for fresh wind over them right now in the name of Jesus. I ask for any lies that were spoken over them, that they would fall to the floor right now in the, in the name of Jesus. That nothing, that no plans of the enemy will prosper. I rebuke those lies that told them that they weren't good enough or that they weren't creative enough or that they weren't artistic or that, 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 that they didn't belong in the creative world. Father, I ask for, for you to fill that void that those lies were sitting there. I ask you to fill it right now with your wind, with your creativity, your wisdom, and your direction, Holy Spirit, in a way that only you can. I ask for a fresh impartation of this creativity of the Holy Spirit right now over every single listener, that they would walk in their calling in the fullness, that dreamers would awake. Father, I know that you've asked some of us to stand on these mountains and blow the trumpet and say, it's time to wake up dreamers. So Father, I sit here and I say, dreamers, wake up. You are called. You are destined for greatness. It is time to wake up dreamers. God has called you to be a dreamer in the accounting world, in the engineering world, in the, in the film world, in, in the ministry world, he has called you to bring dreams and visions, and you are called, anointed, and set apart. So, Father, I thank you, and I ask for this seal. Place the seal on their heart. Place the seal on their calling. Father, and I ask for an increase and a hedge of protection around every individual that is receiving this right now. In, I, I ask for increase in protection right now. Protect this calling. Protect the downloads they're receiving. Protect the vision. I thank you, Father, for who they are, and I ask for total surrender. And that they would be able to act that out. That it's not just one thing to receive it, but it's the second, the encouragement, the nudge, that holy nudge that would push them in the right direction and say, it's time to lift my foot and take that step. So, Father, I thank you. And we surrender this this time to you. We thank you for who you are. You are such a good father. Thank, father, thank you so much for who you are. In your amazing name we pray. 
Amen. 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 That was beautiful. Now tell everyone where they can find you so that they can follow your journey so they can grab your book and support you in all the things that you are doing. Awesome. Well, you can find me on our website, which is parableint.org. I'm also on Instagram, Tyler W. Childs, Facebook, Tyler W. Childs, IMDb, Tyler W. Childs, any of that stuff. (laughs) But yeah, our website, if you really wanted to like link to all of it, or even my, my Instagram has the link tree that sends you to anywhere, but you can get the book through that way. It'll, it'll launch you to Amazon right away because that's where we're selling it right now. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on the release of this book. Love all of the work that you're doing. Thanks for being a guest on the show today and excited to follow your journey and to see where God takes you next. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>